Business Made Simple University is going to be the solution to a lot of problems. One problem is how do I scale up my company? The courses at Business Made Simple University are going to help you do that. We have a course on creating your mission statement and guiding principles, a course on clarifying your message, a course on creating a marketing sales funnel. We're about to put in a course on communication. We're going to put a course in on productivity by the end of the year. We're actually going to put a course in the university called Zero to Ten, how to take your company from zero to $10 million. So if you're anywhere under $10 million, we'll help you scale up to $10 million. So one problem the university solves is, how do I grow my company? Another problem the university solves, in my opinion, is should I go back to college? In my opinion, you shouldn't, unless you want to be a nurse or a lawyer or a doctor. But if you actually want an MBA, I think Business Made Simple University and all that we are building there will get you what you need for pennies on the dollar. In fact, I think it's better than any MBA program in the country. And it's $275 per year. That's a lot different than $50,000 per year. Go to businessmadesimple.com, businessmadesimple.com. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hi, Don. J.J., we are going to have to do something here pretty soon. Okay. In the next few months, we're going to start. All right. And we're going to keep doing it for years to come. Okay. We have to build personal brands for you, mm. me, mm. Kula, mm-hmm. Story Brand the Brand, uh-huh. Business Made Simple, yeah, and another revenue stream we're starting that we haven't announced yet down the road, and I won't give you the name of it. Don't say it yet. <laughs> we have to build six different brands, brands. Uh-huh. and we've done a pretty good job with Story Brand, uh-huh. but neither you and I really are Development interested in doing that brand? on social no. media. <laughs> But but we we've got to do it. Yeah. It's a good it's a good business move. We got to do this. Yeah, I don't really want to do it. No, I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't. But letting somebody else build your personal brand. <laughs> I know, but you got to be in. You know, you got to be you in. Do. I need to be converted yeah. to this. Yeah. So I thought we would have on the show today, mm-hmm. Rory Vaden. Yeah. Rory is one of the world's leading experts in building your personal brand. Yeah, and a he good just, friend of ours. He's a good friend of ours, just lives a couple miles away. I really love Rory. He's one of the most humble, generous people, true to Nashville yeah. spirit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I know. You and I are going to have to listen and figure out how to do this. You know. Are you excited? <laughs> I would say I'm excited because it's not something I feel that I'm good at doing. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm not a real super intentional with my personal brand. I just kind of put out my life. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, what's me out too. there. Yeah. And I think that'll probably continue to happen in some form, but at least being intentional about, I have a friend of mine who always says, you have to get a business Instagram account. And I'm like, no, I don't really want that. You, you know, mean like a verified account or no, whatever? No, not a verified, but a separate, like my personal. So this is like my life and how I live it. And then really like my business platform. Right. Yeah. Said. And I've just fought against it for a long time. I don't. And, I don't know if I agree with and, that because people are like, well, who's the real JJ? They'll follow. Well, the real, it's the this. same, but then you know, you're you're actually yeah, so in it's the, a little bit more the business one. You'll have a tie on. Yeah, no, that 100% is not going to happen. I was about but to say, there I'm would more, be no posts. I could be more comfortable there posting some of my thoughts on marketing and being more intentional uh, about like, leading a tribe of people who are interested in marketing and messaging. That makes sense for just, me because my Instagram post is all personal. I mean, yeah. I'll put some business stuff if I'm doing something, but it's all personal and yeah. I don't try to grow it. Yeah. 
you know, I don't quote myself. You know the guys who yes. quote themselves <laughs> <Yeah>. on Instagram? <laughs> I've quoted you. I've quoted you. Thank you. Uh-huh. I, for some reason, I don't quote I've myself. I've also quoted me. That's kind of weird. Yeah, anyway. that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really does. Yeah. Those things get shared. Like, if you're building a brand, that's smart. Yep. You know? To help people in a specific area, right? Because right. like there are some people who are story brand followers who follow my personal, and then my mom sometimes follows my business stuff, you know? Yeah. And to be able to build a tribe around a brand, because ultimately when you're building a brand, right, you're building a platform around the way that you can help people, the way you can right. solve people's right. problems, right? So if I have a business Instagram account, I can actually gather a people in that space that I can help overcome marketing challenges. Yeah. I'm not going to do that on my personal one. And so this being able to build a personal brand that is professional beyond personal, there is some overlap there, but actually can be helpful for the audience that you're trying to serve. You know, I think for me, as a matter of confession for the audience, I hide behind the company and story brand name and and I don't want to step out yeah. as the leader. Yeah. It's not because I'm not a natural leader or whatever. Yeah. It's because I just want to put that on the business. Yeah. And I am beginning to think the time is up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I've made it known in 10 years, I'd love to run for office. I'd mm-hmm. love to. It's time, right? Yeah. It's time to actually say, no, we've got to build a personal brand. That's weird. I, I wonder if other people have said that to you in the past. <laughs> and you've, uh, <laughs> huh, huh. That's really good advice that you're giving yourself, It only Don. came I up wish at somebody else every would have said it to you toast at, at the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, would you mind actually doing something, sir? <laughs> would you mind actually putting your face out there? Good, sir. <laughs> I don't think my dog Lucy is selling very many books. On Instagram. <laughs> All right, so I'm in. I'm yeah. in, and, uh, and we called Rory, and Rory has a couple frameworks on it. He's the expert. He's going to help us through this. If you are somebody who would love to be a thought leader, maybe write a book, put yourself out there, then you got to build a personal brand, mm-hmm. and you're going to love today's episode. Rory Vaden is the author of a book called Take the Stairs. He's also the founder of Brand Builders Group. He helps a lot of people build their personal brand. A lot of celebrities actually build their personal brand. Here's my conversation with Rory Vaden. Rory Vaden, my old friend, thanks for coming back on. Man, it's so good to be here. It's been a long time. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the business. I'm so proud of the house. You guys, your reputation. We're moving on up. We're like the Jeffersons. You guys Both, are awesome. What the listener doesn't know is that Rory bought a house maybe half a mile. Ah, it's probably a mile, Rory, from where Betsy and I bought property. They built their house. They finished it a couple years probably before we did. And so he helped me with a lot of the... Saving a lot of money on excavation and things and cities and trees and all the stuff. You Mostly think just about. the emotional support of going <laughs> whatever your budget was, multiply it times five, and whatever your timeline was, multiply that by ten. Well, you know, I had an honest builder. I don't know what your experience was. My builder sat me down and he said, "Listen, I'm really expensive. I'm really slow. And now that we're in the house, I can tell you, he's a man of his word." <laughs> 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 but uh, but we love it. We love our builder. Actually, we love our house. And but you know, you started a successful new company that's paying for your house, and it's called Brand Builders Group. And you're helping people build personal brands, and that's something you actually know a great deal about how you build a personal brand. It feels like everybody's trying to build their own personal brand 
even if they don't want to sell books or be a celebrity, they're just real estate agents. They're just financial advisors. They're just veterinarians, right? And they're trying to build their personal brand. You can pretty much help anybody do that, right? Well, yes, we focus on what we call mission-driven messengers. We like making money, but our real passion is for mission-driven messengers. And one thing about us is we don't work with companies. So we don't, if Google calls, the answer is no. Like we only work with people, individual faces and humans. So most of them are speaker, author, influencers of some type, you know, Lewis Howes, uh, Lovey AJE is a you know New York Times bestselling author. She's got a viral TED talk. Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank. Mike Johnson from The Bachelor, uh, Bachelorette. Like Rose McGowan, who is a Time Magazine Woman of the Year. Like it's faces. And the best piece of branding advice that I actually ever received was from a guy named Larry Wingett. And this is one of those things. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Don, where you hear something so good and you're like. I wish I would have said that. Yeah, that has to be every day. (laughs) I want it to be my quote, but it's not my quote. This is from Larry Wingett. And he said, the whole key to personal branding is to find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. Ah, I like that. I like that. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And so that's what we help people do is find their uniqueness. What state are they in when they come to you? I mean, somebody comes to you and says... I know it's in me to write a book. I know it's in me to have an impact. What questions do you start asking to help them tease out what they can build a brand around? Yeah, so great, great question. You know, I I mentioned some of our client roster, which are, you know, some of the more recognizable names. That's a very small percentage of who we work with. That's like the 3% of most of our clients are intermediate or very beginner to be like, I'm dreaming about a book or I have an idea. I, I want to be a speaker. I want to be a podcaster. I, yeah, I want to launch a course, all these different things. And the first question that we asked them, which is one of the hardest questions of all is that the genesis of a personal brand starts by being able to answer this question. What problem do you solve hmm. in one word? Hmm. Wow. In one word, what is the problem that you solve? Because, you know, there's a, a good friend once told me, if you confuse, you lose. <laughs> That's right. Of course, we quote story brand and you guys all the time, and we love your work and are so familiar. It's made such a big difference in, in our life and in many of our clients have, are totally familiar with the SB7 framework and everything. But we try to pin it down to one word. What problem do you solve for the world? That's a great exercise. I mean, even as I... As I sit there and try to do it for my brand or me personally, the, the first word that I would think of would be confusion. If you're confused or you feel fuzzy, we really solve that problem. We make very complicated things simple, but we do that in marketing and execution and, and all sorts of other stuff. Now, but, the business stuff too, right? That, yeah. that fits in line as a candidate for you guys yeah. in terms of your uniqueness. What answers have you gotten from people? Because you've worked with hundreds now of individuals who are building their personal brand. Can you give me an example of like somebody just just really had a cuz you're you're actually talking about their heart and their soul and their mission in life. You're talking about a lot of things here. What breakthroughs have people had? Huge ones. So, I mean, just that question alone, it will cause you a tremendous amount of like, gosh, how do I answer it in one word? So, I built my career on solving the problem of procrastination. Right. So, my first book Take the Stairs was about solving procrastination, and then my second book and my TED talk was called How to Multiply Time, which is what the book should have been called, but the book was called Procrastinating on Purpose, was all about solving priority dilution, which was another form of procrastination. Yeah, yeah. We exited our last business a couple of years ago, 
And now Brand Builders solves the problem of obscurity to someone who is unclear, untrusted, or unknown. And we help them, you know, to basically come known to become rich, famous, and influential in their specific space. But, you know, I'll give you a good example. So Lewis Houses, you know, you and I had dinner together with him, you know, and you know him. When Lewis came to us a couple of years ago, he had about 30 million downloads on the podcast at that time. He had lots of different revenue streams and was doing all these different things. And that's a, there's also a problem when you become super successful that you have so right. many opportunities. So many opportunities, yeah. What we helped get clear on or what we kind of uncovered is that the real problem that Lewis solves is self-doubt. Hmm. It is this idea of feeling insecure that you're not good enough, and it is. So one of the things we talk about, Don, is we say that your uniqueness lives at the intersection of who you have been and who you are called to be. Lewis, you know, was bullied as a kid. He was made fun of. And then, you know, he was a professional football player. He got injured and his dream was gone. And he just had no real skills and just, you know, had this self-doubt living on his sister's couch. So many of our clients have a breakthrough around just locking down that one word. But, you know, you can look at real life models in the world that are not our clients, right? Look at Brene Brown. So Brene Brown has spent her life studying and solving one problem. The word is shame. And so then we have an offsetting, you, the uniqueness. So we help people get clear on what's the problem they solve in one word. And then what is their message to the world in one sentence? And then their uniqueness is actually a one word distillation of the message. So if you look at Brene Brown, shame is the problem she solves vulnerability is her uniqueness. Vulnerability is the answer. So the uniqueness and the problem are opposites of each right, other. Right. Lewis's uniqueness is greatness. That is his uniqueness. It's, it's, it's all so about- self-doubt to greatness is the transformation, is the transformational journey that he's offering his clients. That he is, and, and that he's living himself. See, and that's where it's like, it's a little bit different from companies to people, is that when it is a personal brand, it is like your heart's calling. It is connected to your life's purpose. It's, you know, a company may make a widget and sell it and they have a story for sure and they have a value proposition. When we deal with people, it's like, what do you want to dedicate the rest of your life to? Like when you die, would you be proud? We call this the life well lived test, which is like, I helped rid the world of blank. And, you know, Dave Ramsey's would be debt. Dave Ramsey is not a client of ours. But his problem that he solves is debt. His uniqueness is probably cash, right? right? In a hundred million dollar business, solving one problem for 30 years, three hours on the radio every single day. They've got now, whatever, 900 employees, over a hundred million. I mean, I don't know what their actual revenue is, but I know they- 200 million. 200 million. So over that's 200 like in the million. last couple of years, over yeah. 200 million. One problem, right? Six baby steps- go like over and over and over with extreme clarity. You know, that's the reason why personal brands fail is distraction. You know, it's a lack of clarity. They're doing too many different things. I know this is a huge part of what you help people do with is help them get clear. And we have a, we have a thing called Sheehan's wall that kind of, yeah, like, I was going to ask you about that. I've heard you talk about that. What is Sheehan's wall? So here's how Sheehan's wall works. It's basically, if you were to picture two groups of people in the world, like as it relates to personal brands, there are the unknown, 
the obscure, you know, like we, you, you've never heard of them. And then there are the known, the more like industry celebrities or, you know, rock stars or, or even like international celebrities. What's happening is we're all trying to break through this wall. The reason it's called Sheehan's wall is because this concept was originally inspired to me by a guy named Peter Sheehan, who was a, a speaker and a thought leader down in Australia. And he talked about it a little bit differently than this, but basically, you know, when we start building a personal brand, it's like, well, I want to talk about all these different topics. And it's like, well, I know about communication and leadership and, you know, whatever sales, marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So they talk about a lot of topics or they go, well, I have an idea for all these products. I want to have a video course and I want to do a book and I want to, you know, I want to do calendars and I want to have t-shirts. And so they got lots of different products. They're managing all these social media profiles, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, and then, you know, every time you watch a new webinar online, you come up with a new business model. I want to have membership sites. I want to do live events. I want to do whatever. They're doing all these different jobs and they have all these different ideas. And what happens is they have distraction, uh, dilution. And this is from Take the Stairs all the way back in my original Take the Stairs book. If you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And so what happens is these people bounce off the wall. Well, the way you break through the wall is to find your uniqueness and to become known for that one thing. Yeah, agreed. And once you're known for that one thing, you break through the wall. Like people say, well, Rory, what about Gary Vaynerchuk? Gary talks about a million things. Yes, he does now. But in the beginning, he talked about one thing on one channel, wine on YouTube. WineLibrary.tv was how he broke through the wall. Then he went to Twitter. Then he started talking about this and that. And now he talks about everything. Well, once you're on the other side of the wall, you can expand into other stuff if you want to. Got it. Yeah. Tony Robbins can talk about money and he can talk about relationships and he can talk about positive attitude and he can talk about, you know, whatever, because he's Tony freaking Robbins. Like, so can Oprah. But you cannot. It's a base way of saying it, Rory, but I think you'll agree. We call it peeing around your territory. <laughs> so what one thing are you going to pee around and you're going to own it, right? I love it. That's what we call it. We call it peeing around your territory. So you got to own, you know, you got to own self-doubt, right? You got to own debt. You're going to own that problem. That's your problem. Nobody else can have that problem. It's your problem. Pee around it, right? Confusion in your marketing. We want to own that. And now we want to own inexpensive master's level education in business. You know, you can pay Harvard 50 grand or pay us $275. You choose. Our education, by the way, is better if you want to actually make money. So, you know, you, you got to own that. And I would actually say that that's still confusion. I actually- Yeah, it's still confusion. You're right. It's possible that it's still confusion, but you guys have broken through the wall, okay? Right? So first of all, you broke through the wall a long time ago just as a trusted reputation. And that's one of the things people need to understand is a lack of revenue is not your greatest problem. A lack of reputation is your greatest mm, problem. I agree with reputation that. Reputation precedes revenue. But then you dealt with confusion with marketing and now it's like, now you're through the wall and it seems like you're kind of going, okay, we're talking about confusion in all aspects of, of business, but it's still confusion. It's still like, why are we overcomplicating leadership and sales and you know customer service and all the things that you teach, the personalities and communication, but it's still confusion. You're still, and clarity is probably your uniqueness. I'll be right back with the rest of my interview with Rory Vaden in just a moment. 
If you're looking for somebody to help you build your marketing, that is help you build a sales funnel, clarify your message, and then build a sales funnel that gets you email addresses, and then write emails that send automatically that actually ask for the sale and close business, that's called a sales funnel. I know somebody who can build it for you. In fact, I know 500 people who can build it for you. It's our StoryBrand certified guides. We've actually brought them to Nashville, Tennessee. We trained them to build a sales funnel. They had to build sales funnels. Then we tested that sales funnel and they all passed. They also have helped thousands and thousands and thousands of companies build sales funnels that make companies like yours money. If you need a marketing overhaul, don't go hire somebody we haven't trained. Hire somebody we've trained. Go to marketingmadesimple.com, marketingmadesimple.com, and hire a marketer you can trust. Okay, I, I want to cover a few things, though, because I think it'll be super valuable for our listeners. One is the DNA Helix, and then I want to get into DARES. You talk about two different frameworks that really help us. How much of the DNA Helix have we already covered just in the initial part of our conversation? A little bit. So, you know, people go, okay, Rory, find my uniqueness. And, and Larry Wingett even said, find your uniqueness. The problem was he never taught anyone how. He wasn't in the business of teaching people how. So when we started Brand Builders, we were like, yeah, people bought into that, but they needed a process. So we created a process called Brand DNA Helix. And it's these six questions that you ask yourself. And this is what we do. Like our phase one experiences, we basically take people through these six questions. And what you do is you brain dump answers to all these six questions. And what you're looking for, like we teach our strategists to look for what we call thematic overlap. So at the intersection of all of these answers is where your uniqueness lives. Now, the first question in the brand DNA helix is what problem do you solve? We've hit that part pretty good. The second question is what are you passionate about? So there's a lot of problems you could solve. And so coming up with your one, you don't try to nail your one, come up with all the ones you could solve. And then we're going to whittle it down by using these other questions. And your know, question number two is what am I passionate about? So Rory Vaden, little known fact, my undergrad was accounting. I happen to be really good with spreadsheets. I actually quite love spreadsheets. I'm really handy with a spreadsheet. I forecast I can see so that. much. I can see that. <laughs> but I'm not passionate about teaching people spreadsheets. So while it passes the first question test, it doesn't pass the second. So when you look at what you're passionate about, also don't just look at sunshine and rainbows. Like, oh, I love this. Sometimes the way that we help people get clearer on their passion is by asking the question, what pisses you off? What makes you mad? Or what breaks your heart? What makes you sad? Those things are really important. So those two questions work in tandem. The next two questions of the brand DNA Helix also work in tandem. They are, what do I research? In other words, what do I have academic knowledge of or education on? And then also, what do I have results in? Like, what do I have real life experience doing? So what do you study? What do you have like head knowledge about? But then also, what have you freaking done? Yeah. And this is where you hone in on the audience. And, and one of the things that we say on this one, you know, people are always unclear about who do I serve. And with a personal brand, what we have found and we've started to see that happens consistently is you're always most powerfully positioned 
to serve the person you once were. Hmm. You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you want. That makes so much sense. Yeah, because you've solved your own problem. It was a tough journey, and it's solved. You're relieved, and you would be passionate about helping other people get through that. That's not true about every company necessarily. Like every company kind of solves a problem. I mean, like the good ones do, right? You have a clear problem, but it's not necessarily out of passion. Sometimes it is, right? Like Sarah Blakely started Spanx. You know, there was a passion you know, behind that. But some people, it's not so much a passion. It's like, hey, I just need to solve this problem. But with personal brands, it is connected to their heart. It's like, yes, they have overcome something, Lyme disease, molestation, uh, insecurity, you know, a physical disability, like being single, getting divorced, like, and that is a great hint of where we should look is what has been your biggest heartbreak? What has been your biggest challenge? What is the thing that you have overcome? You know, in many ways, I think of like early Don Miller writing about his spiritual, you know, journey to discovery. And that connects with people. It moves people. It moves people emotionally because you've been there. If someone has the dream of being a speaker or an author, I have to be one of the best people in the world that can help them because I so viscerally know coming raised by a single mother, not having much money, having no connection or influence in the world to going, I have this dream and there is a process and a path that you can follow. I connect to that and AJ connects to it because it's what we've done and we just have a heart for the mission-driven messenger. In terms of actually taking your passion, taking your brand, and creating a business model so that it is sustainable, you have an acronym, D-A-R-E-S, DARES. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, of course. Well, you know, this ties to the brand DNA Helix because the next two questions relate to the money part. So what are all the things that people would buy from you? So we make a list of that. It's like, okay, these are all the things I could probably make that someone would sell. But then we reconcile that against what business do I really want to be in? What type of lifestyle you know, do I want to have? And we encourage our clients to make a, a conscious consideration of dares. So dares, you know, this is sort of like the perfect business model, if there was one, yeah. is we call it the dares. So things that are digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, and scalable. There you go. That's it. <laughs> I've never seen it laid out by like, that's it. That's what you got to do. But if you had a business model with no physical inventory, no manufacturing costs, no shipping or logistics, like it's digital. If it's completely self-service, it requires no human interaction. It'd be totally automated. If it were recurring, so people would pay for it every single month, not just buy it once, but they would pay for it over and over and over. It would be recurring. If it never, ever needed to be updated or modified or changed, it would be evergreen. And if you could add a million customers without having to increase your infrastructure at all, it would be, you know, like infinitely scalable. Now, the truth is it doesn't exist. Yeah. There isn't one business model that does all of these things. And some of them work against each other, like recurring and evergreen, as an example, if somebody's going to be paying over and over, typically it's because you're providing some new additional piece of service. Now, the closest business that we've identified that has most of these is Netflix mm -hmm. because the movies are evergreen, but 
we still expect Netflix to update with new movies and it requires quite the infrastructure. Right. But it's not that there's a perfect business model. It's not that the digital business model is better. You know, look at Sarah Blakely with Spanx, right? Like a physical product still serves a great need in the world and they're extremely profitable eventually. But there's a lot of costs up front with physical products. There's a lot of logistics. But if you're an inventor and you're good at logistics and you're good at sourcing, you can run a really profitable physical, like in more of an e-commerce type business. But if you're more of like a thought leader or something, maybe you're more digital. And so then the question is more like, should we go with automated or recurring? A video course is automated. You know, you make it once and it's pretty much self-service, but people are only going to pay you once for that thing. You could make it recurring, but then you probably have to update it. That's more of a membership site. And so there's all of these factors with each individual person. It's more about taking an inventory of what are you good at? What is your team good at? How much technology know-how do you have? Like, where are your strengths in these areas? And, you know, so anyway, so that's what dares is digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, and scalable. I love it. I mean, that's essentially what I did when I transitioned, pivoted from writing memoirs to business is that's the business model I used. And you're right. We're not 100% any of those things. But the more percentage-wise we can become those different things you identified, the better we do. And the better my personal brand gets. Roy, this has been uh, unbelievably helpful. There are literally thousands and thousands of listeners who want to build a personal brand. They're contacting me all the time. I mean, you can come and clarify your message at StoryBrand. We can help you scale up with execution. We can help you with your leadership. We can help you those things. But we don't actually focus specifically on personal brands. And so I usually send people to you. How do they contact you? Where can they go to find out more about what you guys offer? So here's what we do. We actually are very human still. And we love to do a one-on-one call with everybody. And we do it for free. We do the first call for free. If you go to freebrandcall.com slash storybrand. So freebrandcall.com slash storybrand. We will do a brand strategy call with you. And we want to hear your story. We want to hear your passion. Like we want to know how far along are you on the journey. And we will share with you. We'll show you, you know, some of our frameworks. We have a couple frameworks, one called the Brand Builder Journey, which is like, here's what the path looks like to really break through the wall and clarify, like, you know, what that is. And so we'll do a free call with you, freebrandcall.com slash storybrand. And then if we can support you after that, great. If we can't, you know, we'll point you in another direction. But if you're trying to build and monetize a personal brand, it's all we do all day, every day for beginners all the way up to now, you know, some of the most influential people in the world. So, you know, we'd love to at least get a chance to talk to you. I love it, Roy. You've certainly done a great job with your brand. Thanks for coming on and helping us out. Oh, always a pleasure. One, one last thing, Don, can yeah. I share one, one quick thing? If somebody is out there listening right now and they feel the calling to have a personal brand, but they're a little scared, right? Like this happens up a lot. Like, I don't know if anyone would listen to me. There's already a thousand, you know, there's already a million podcasts out there. There's already like, what about me? Well, one thing you should know is we really believe that the calling you feel on your heart to share a message is the result of a signal that's being sent out by somebody else. And that there is somebody out there right now who is struggling with the problem that you've already walked through. They are begging 
and perhaps on their hands and knees praying for answers to solutions that you know because you have been there. And so don't let that fear be the thing that stops you because you only feel fear when you're thinking about yourself. If you realize that calling is the result of a signal being put out by someone else, you should at least explore the opportunity. Man, that's a good word. I've never thought of it that way, but that is absolutely true. Certainly feels true. Rory Vaden, thanks for coming on. Oh, man. Well, thanks for having me, brother. And thanks for all you guys do. You guys are incredible and just the epitome of great reputation. It's our honor. All right, JJ, Rory asked the question, as for you as a personal brand, yeah. you know, I solve confusion. Uh -huh. What's the problem you that solve? I solve. As a personal brand, as it relates to our business, right? Yep. Because we're not going to invest in you so you can go promote yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I hired somebody just so I can so I can get my own reality show. <laughs> uh, you know, I think in particular in this season, you know, sometimes it shifts a little bit, but right now it's really the whole idea of marketing made simple. So how do you create simple sales funnels? How do you create effective websites? Because our book. Yeah. So you saw the problem of bad marketing. Bad or, marketing. Yeah. that people or, or no marketing. Or marketing is complicated, right? People think marketing is complicated and we've actually created a very simple system that people can follow and find effective. There you go. And so that's really, I think that's the thing is marketing is easier than you think. It's not one word. No. Rory said you had to have one word, but I understood it even though it was two words. Yeah, mine's tranquility. <laughs> Three words, tranquility. My... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hopefully that interview was helpful and inspirational to you. I think a lot of you out there sense, you sense, like Rory said, that you should be uh, heard and that you can solve somebody's problems, and I think you should go do it. Music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's latest record, Dive Deep Hushed, on Spotify or on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. <laughs>